Hello, welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, episode number 69, and the middle school kid me wants to make some kind of joke about episode 69, so I'm going to call this the sexy episode. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, from the Gutterman Cave on a Sunday night, and it is a sexy episode because when I think sexy, I think of my friend on the line here. Mr. Andre Dominguez, how you doing, Andre? <laughs> doing well, Mike. How are you? <laughs> how you like that intro, huh? Um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, me and Andre have talked quite a bit and uh, kind of wanted to start getting him on here more regularly because uh, I have been on him a little bit about starting his own podcast, but apparently he's a busy man and until he finds the time uh, from being a film photography superstar to start his own podcast. I said, why not just make him the, uh, the honorary guest host of this uh, humble little podcast here. So uh, that's where we're at. So how do you think about that, Andre? The honorary guest host. I salute that solution. Makes my life easier. <laughs> well, you know, there is very intense production value to this show. So it, it's, you know... <laughs> <laughs> but uh okay so uh i can speak about my week but i've been on here quite a bit this week everyone knows what i've had on i, I did have something kind of cool happen today i i went on like offer up and found a uh somebody was selling three packs of uh, uh impossible uh polaroid film two uh black and white one color 15 dollars for all three packs so i met her wow yeah, it's a good deal, huh? What is it? Offer up kind of like Craigslist. It's sort of it's like an app on your phone. It's offer up, and there's also Let Go. So I've actually been watching those more often than Craigslist because it seems like my local Craigslist seems to be kind of dying off a little bit. I think people are moving on to other platforms, and so yeah, offer up, and uh, the other one is Let Go, and you can just watch things in your local area, just like Craigslist. But you know, it's a little bit better because the interface is like you know. It helps the meeting, and it seems a little less sketchy when you meet these people because there's like a review. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I just started kind of using it a couple weeks ago. Found this person that put, I mean, three three packs of uh, you know Impossible uh, film for fifteen dollars. So that's a hell of a deal. So yeah. Uh, now it's like I think it, the date was twenty twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. So who knows how good it's going to be? But I had to take the take the chance for $15, you know, so. Mm -hmm. but, and I mean, it's, it's impossible. So, you know, <laughs> results are, are <laughs> anywhere across the board, but you, yeah. you accept it's part of the, I, part of the, <laughs> the process. Right. It's a, it's the price to play the game, I guess. So, but you know, and Hey, $15, uh, you know, if I get one pack's worth of good shots out of it, then I've gotten my money's worth because it runs for about 15, 20 bucks a pack new now as it is. So, yeah, I thought it was a good mm -hmm. game. Yeah. It's in my refrigerator now, so I don't know if it's it's probably the first time it's lived any life in a refrigerator. But uh, <laughs> but now it is until I get around. I'm going to have to shoot it next, though, because it's, it's easily my oldest Polaroid film pack. So it'll be next up on the uh, on the uh, next up on to the I don't know, to the plate, I guess. I don't know. Using a sports reference there, I guess. But, <laughs> uh, anyway, so Audrey, your your uh, your week has been way more exciting than mine. Uh, uh, so tell me about this dark room printing experience. 
Ah, where do I begin? So I am currently taking my my first film photography class. Um, I don't know if your if your readers know, but I don't you know do any of this like professionally per se. Well, I mean, I guess kind of now, but I'm a business major, and the the photography stuff has always just been a a hobby. And because of that, I was restricted from a lot of interesting classes here at UNC for not being a studio art major. But towards the end of last semester, I managed to talk my way into uh, this uh, class called Darkroom Photography, that it's all medium and large format based uh, with, you know, developing and darkroom printing and just sounds like an absolute dream because it is. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, (laughs) No no 35 millimeter, just all large format. That's what they're doing in medium format. Yeah, I think the reason why um, is that although it would be sort of easier for people to get their hands on 35, I think she, she being the, the professor, I think she wants us to really slow down. We're shooting all six by seven, and oh, okay. that format choice is also probably just so that we can do, um, you know, enlargements without on eight by 10 uh, paper which is what she she made us buy on our little school supplies list. I, I haven't had a school supplies list since about middle school, I believe. <laughs> um, but at least that way, you know, like with the 8x10 paper, we don't have to worry about, you know, cropping. Just set the easel to 8x10 and then fill the paper with the with the enlarged image and, and rock and roll. So Right, right. So what, what type of paper choice did you go with? Uh, we are using at the moment just for like our, our first prints for critiques and things like that. Um, Ilford multi-grade for RC paper uh-huh. in, uh, I can't I remember if it's like the pearl or, or glossy, but it's definitely a, you know, an overall glossy paper. Our final prints for, you know, our little exhibition that we're going to be having for the class and our final projects are going to be on, uh, fiber-based paper as big as you want to spend because we don't have to pay for textbooks for the class that she has like a bunch of pdfs just online that we've been using but all the paper um you have to to cover that yourself so it was an expensive little first printing session i think i went through about 30 sheets of my pack of 100 for my first assignment <laughs> yeah well i think that's kind of par for the course for uh, a new yeah yeah. yeah yeah and i was making silly mistakes so like once by the the last hour of my six plus in there i was kind of consistently doing things right and getting prints that that looked good and were, were you know coming out consistently well so right. i think now I've, I've sort of wrapped my head around it from a very very basic level this is all pre-contrast filters pre you know toning the prints just doing the the bare bones but you got to start somewhere and i'm having a blast oh that's awesome see i haven't done darkroom printing since uh oh god it's my senior year in high school which 1989 the glorious year of 1989 (laughs) darkroom printing and you know i've been buying all the pieces to uh, start doing it here in my house and my bathroom i guess but uh, I, i honestly don't remember much of the process like I know I did it but you know and of course uh, we were I was actually doing it for the yearbook staff so our we weren't trying to put out Anzo Adams type prints it just had to make the uh the more more high school must more Mustang yearbook so uh <laughs> but <laughs> but uh so like one thing that I you know I've been reading a little bit about it trying to kind of 
remember, uh, see if I can jog my memory on it a little bit, but how are, how is she teaching you to like judge the, uh, the exposure time on the paper? Are you doing like the test strip thing or like what, what's, yeah, yeah, we're, we're definitely doing the, the test strip. So, um, what I've kind of been doing so far is, uh, doing sort of like, uh, two second, intervals and so what we do is that what she taught us to do at least you know your viewers that are more experienced in printing will probably you know tell me that i'm doing everything wrong but (laughs) what we've been doing is just you know cutting a a test strip and and uh just looking at your image and finding somewhere that has both highlights and shadows um obviously you know turning off the 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 light pulling out your test strip and putting it on that spot that had both the highlights and the shadows. And then we cover that with a piece of glass. And then we have this uh, sheet of like really uh, like dense black foam Uh that you just put over. And then I've been doing sort of intervals of five intervals of two seconds. So I go ahead and, you know, turn on the, the light for two seconds to, you know, expose a little, a little bit of that test strip for two seconds. And then I pull the, um, the foam back a little bit, you know, turn that on again. So by the end, that first one that you exposed to light has been exposed to light for two seconds, five times, so 10 seconds. And then the last has been exposed just once for two seconds. And so if you place that test strip on an area that has both highlights and shadows, you see, once you develop it, you see how, your highlights and shadows are going to render at different exposure times. It's almost like you're kind of bracketing the print is the yeah. analogy that that comes to, to mind. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Basically, you just choose, you see like, you know, depending on how dense your, your negative is, um, you know, on, on some prints that I like underexposed a little bit or overexposed by a little bit, or I just kind of like the way that it looks a certain way, you know, I'll choose the, looking at like the different um, kind of bars in the test strip, I'll uh-huh. be like, okay, in this one, I like the four second version better. Or in that one, I like the six second version better. And then based on that, that's what I use as the time for, for actually making my full eight by 10 print. I see. See, I see. I, I know that there's no way when I did it in high school that we did the test strip method. Cause I would have remembered that. So uh, now that I've, I've read about it now hearing you talk about it, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't do that. I'm pretty sure they just told us that, like, hey, just do it at four seconds and just whatever comes out comes out. You know, <laughs> I think that's that's probably the, all the criteria I had in my in my darkroom uh, uh, experience. But uh, so, are they providing like the chemicals and everything too, or do you have to to buy those? Yeah, products? no, they they provide all the the chemicals. Um, our TA is the one who, um, you know, outside of class, it keeps all the the chemicals mixed and and uh, just fills up the the bottles and things like that you're just uh responsible for buying your own paper and buying your own film but they provide us with cameras right now i'm renting a not renting i've just checked out for for the purposes of this first assignment uh mamiya rz67 um next assignment i've got a fuji gw670 the six by seven version of the texas leica Uh and then the third assignment uh a graphlex uh crown graphic four by five. Oh wow. oh wow that's it that's i want to get a crown graphic one of these days man like i uh when i when i move that, that that's four by five right yep yeah that's when i go to four by five one of these days uh that's i think that's gonna be the camera i start with it seems like one of the easier 
large format uh, kind of, you know, cameras to get into, and they're plentiful. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and so- they just look really cool. Like, don't get they me do- wrong. <laughs> I think the Intrepid cameras look like, you know, they're they're nice, but I would go for a Crown Graphic over an Intrepid any day. I would too. They, I, yeah, I, and I got to admit, part of it is because they just look so darn cool. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, on as far as like uh, the printing, have you noticed? I mean, I know you're you're just you just done this like you're new at this, but uh, hell, you have more good experience at it than I do because I can't even remember my darkroom experience. But, but the uh, uh, have you noticed like anything with like certain negatives being easier or harder to print? Like, like is, is it easier if it's overexposed rather than underexposed or does it or i mean obviously i guess perfect exposure would be easiest but like is right overexposed more uh preferred than under or is it have you noticed that yet so in my limited experience of just literally one day um (laughs) i have noticed that it is probably easier uh with a little bit of overexposure so like with a denser negative uh and, and I mean, it's also kind of similar to, to developing like uh, with these sort of short times, it's always better to kind of extend the times to give yourself a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I so far have preferred having a little bit more of a denser negative because then I can use, um, you know, when I'm doing my test trips, for example, I can use shorter intervals um like more of them and overall my entire exposure time will be longer and i don't know whether or not i'm actually thinking about this the proper way but right from my limited experience a denser negative seems to be easier to print <laughs> yeah that, that actually seems like it, well, nothing else it gives you a little more time uh so to kind of yeah, yeah like that doesn't seem like it would be easier uh but uh so we got a little bit of technical talk out here but uh, now, I'd just like for you to just kind of wax poetic about the uh, all the feels, all the all the uh, the magic. So, uh, how did that feel? <laughs> so when we so we did the test trips, you know, in class with her supervision, her like you know guiding us through everything. And the the test trip that I was doing was um, it's this shot that I've taken probably oh gosh maybe forty or fifty you know pictures of the exact same thing it's the corner of one of the buildings over there at the at the business school that you know there's a certain way that the light hits uh right after my 9 30 class uh-huh. um that it, it it hits these sort of square windows and these arches in such a way that looks really really cool um and i've taken it mostly on on 35 millimeter film so this was the first time that i shot it in medium format and I decided to to place my test strip, you know, right along the section that that has the square windows and the and the curved uh, arches. Mm-hmm. When I finally put the test strip into the developer, and I saw, you know, immediately like the the black squares, you know, come up on the paper. I just got goosebumps all over my body, and I know that that's cliche, <laughs> and, and people talk about that, but it really, really is true. And you see it in movies and stuff. But it's one thing for an image that, like, means something to you, you know. Uh, right. My, my dad went to the same – he did his MBA at the same university that I'm doing my undergrad business uh, degree in. So, like, it, it's always had this sort of nostalgic feeling. And I remember seeing that same building when I was, I don't know, 13 years ago. So, it's it was it was yeah. great. And then finally – 
you know, once I got a, a well uh, exposed eight by 10 print of that, I immediately took the picture and sent it to him. <laughs> nice. Nice. I was like, so, remember like, this and this is real. This is a print that I made with my own two hands. Right. Plus, plus like, I mean, this is probably the first time that you've, uh, I mean, maybe you've done inkjet printing, but this is probably the first time you've went like from capturing to developing the film to actually printing all analog and doing it all yourself. So that's got to be an amazing experience that I have with uh, with printing is going to CVS and getting a bunch of four by six prints made and then making like a little uh, collage with uh, with like thumbtacks on my cork board that I put up in the right. in the office of, of my scholarship program just to just to kind of have a little place to uh, to exhibit something in a safe place where people won't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, but like, yeah, so this, so, I mean, you know, it's funny, you're probably, as time goes by, you're going to get a whole lot better at this printing thing, but there's probably going to be always something kind of like, uh, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is like something special about that first good print you got, you know, it's oh, yeah. Yeah. one of the reasons why I went through 30 prints was because, um, she was obviously in the, you know, on the day. The instruction wasn't, you know, let's make some test strips. And then as soon as we're done with that, you know, jump into 8x10 print. She's like, we'll get to that next week. But um, having 24-7 access to the darkroom now that I'm taking this class, um, as soon as class finished, I was just like, well, is it okay if instead of, you know, cleaning up, I, I just continue? And she was just like, yeah, you can stay as long as you want, as long as you clean up after yourself and leave everything the the way that you found it. So, uh, uh assume that there was probably a lot more instruction to be had before she expected us to you know to in the prince but i went ahead and disregarded that <laughs> and yeah, well she woke she woke up a sleeping giant when she told you that man you know <laughs> right right and so what i realized what the problem was i um on the enlarger that i was using uh the condenser head you have to sort of raise and lower and there's a little scale on the side that corresponds to the aspect ratio that you shot. So I was, I uh, you know, I unintentionally had the condenser head on uh, the six by six uh, height, I guess. Oh, okay. When I, was, when I was enlarging a six by seven negative. So as you can imagine, I was getting this weird vignette around, you know, all of my all of my images, and I thought like, oh, okay, I must just be doing something uh, slightly incorrectly, I'll try again and just time after time getting those weird vignettes. So I had to, so th I had at, to at that point yeah. and be like, you know, what, what am I doing? I'm like 20 right. kids in and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the, the problem is. So he walked me through it um, and I finally got to, to where I wanted to be. But it's, you're right. But, it's like she said, if you want to stay, you can stay. And she probably shouldn't have said that because I went home at almost one in the morning with a, a binder full of uh, – well, actually, no. I, I didn't bring it home that day because they needed to, to drive. But the next day, you know, before going into uh, to work at the camera store, I woke yeah. up at around 7.30 in the morning, you know, drove over to uh, Haynes Art Center, which is where the darkroom is. And went and looked at my prints and just put them all into their own print file things, even the really messed up ones, the ones with the horrible vignettes, because as lovely as those final ones where I got it right are, I'm always going to remember the screwed up ones because those are the first. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, just just tell people you shot those on a Hoga and then uh, they'll understand. Right? 
They'd be like, that's sharp in the center for a Hoga. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but you just, you also mentioned, and man, like, uh, yeah, your week's been, your actually your last several weeks have been way more adventurous. Uh, so you are now uh, doing an internship at a photo lab uh, that you, it's a place that uh, kind of was a sanctuary for you for a while. And now you, you get to kind of like uh, be a part of it. And uh, so, yeah, tell t- t- about that. So the the wonderful and much beloved by me, at least, Southeastern Camera here in Carborough, North Carolina, uh, is, is you know, absolutely. And anybody who, uh, who knows me knows this, but it's my second home. Uh, whenever I want to, to just go and, and nerd out about cameras and I don't want to do so online, I want to do it in person with somebody, uh, I drive over just five minutes to, uh, to Carborough and, and go hang out with the guys there. I've been, you know, going there since my freshman year of college. Uh, they were the ones who developed my first roles of film and did so for the first two years of, of me shooting before I, I transitioned to developing myself. And honestly, when I when I asked them, when I asked the, the general manager uh, if, if, you know, he would entertain the possibility of, you know, me just doing a, an unpaid internship, he was just like, honestly, I don't know why you haven't asked before. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. It's been fun. It's it's an exciting feeling to be on the other side of that counter, um, you know, helping customers that have been in the in the same positions that I've been in, uh, you know, with with questions about shooting film and picking out film cameras, and uh, you know, looking fairly young myself, especially when uh, when older folks, you know, come in and say like, oh, you know, have you have you been here long? And I'm just like, no, I'm actually. Uh, a former customer that you know now I'm interning here, and they're just like, "Oh, isn't that so lovely?" <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, so and basically, uh, we understand it that you kind of caught them at a time they needed some extra help, anyhow, right? So, like, I mean, they were kind of which, which is a good thing, I guess. There's a lot of a lot of people coming in with uh, film questions, maybe getting film developed. Is it has that been an uptick lately for them? Um, I don't know if it's been an, an uptick just because I've never had that sort of behind the, the scenes experience. But from the first day that I went in there, uh, you always see people coming in and, and dropping off film. They, they aren't they aren't only a photo lab. They're just a, you know, a, they're a full service camera store. So they have a bunch of, you know, useless digital stuff. Um, <laughs> but they also have the, the back room that is their uh, their photo finishing lab. So um, they have a full like you know fuji frontier uh c41 system uh another thing for making you know various inkjet uh prints of you know four by like passport photos they have a little passport photo station um where you, you know you can have an employee take your picture and then resize it to the requirements of whatever country right. uh, you're, you're getting your passport done um, so they, they do a little bit of, of everything. Um, but definitely once I've been there and, you know, being there for more hours than I usually am, uh, which is saying a lot because before I was usually in there for quite a few, <laughs> you see a lot of people dropping off film. I'm I'm surprised. I asked Chris, I was like, is this normal? And he's just like, yeah, just because you, you've only been here for two hours at a time. You know, uh, you haven't seen the, the full extent of it, especially on the weekend. Oh, wow. Oh wow, that's 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 great to hear. So, are they having you? I mean, have you got to the point where you're uh, processing people's film, or are you just mostly just helping on the on the sales end of things? 
I don't know if they would trust me with that just yet. <laughs> but um, because like for, for C41, you know, it's all with the, um, the frontier. And yeah. so you obviously need somebody manning that and, you know, changing out the chemicals, you know, fixing things as they get uh, jammed and, and stuff like that. Uh, the black and white is all done by hand by our, our lab manager, Brady. So uh-huh. he usually kind of waits until he's uh, accumulated a little, a little backlog uh, just so that, you know, he can process all the, all the triax, you know, all black and white film has, has different times. And so he usually waits until he has a, a solid amount of, of each uh, emulsion and right. then does them, does them by hand. So we always have to remind people that like color it's next day, uh, but black and white usually takes us about a, a week to, to get that done. So because yeah. I'm sort of processing the orders. So when somebody comes in and says like, hi, I'd like to drop off a roll of film. I'm the one who gets out the order form and I walk through uh, with the person, you know, like, okay, you know, what would you like done to this? Um, any considerations for, for how they shot it, whether it was pushed, if they say, you know, um, you know, definitely uh, look at, you know, frames 13 and 14. I wasn't sure how they, they came out, if you guys can do anything in the scanning to, to sort of help out with that. So the more information that they can give us on the front end, um, mm. the better we can sort of serve them because you can automate the entire thing with the Frontier, but uh, you can also have a lot of control if you know what the 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 customer is sort of looking for. So you have sort of a, a whole range. You have people just saying like, you know, either this was old film that I found or this was just a roll of film that I shot in a point and shoot. But then you also have people that, you know, are taking classes here at UNC or, you know, or like me or just uh, excited uh, film enthusiasts. And so it's, it's really fun just sort of talking to people about, you know, what they shot, how they shot it, uh, what they'd like to get done to their film. And then we write down their phone number. And uh, that's another thing that I've been doing is once the orders are, you know, fully processed, um, prints made if they need to be made, uh, images scanned to a CD if they need to be scanned. I'm the one who go ahead, who goes ahead and calls the, the customer and says, you know, like your film is ready. And they come and pick it up. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. Have you ever had to make the phone call? Like, uh, yeah, nothing came out on your film. Have you had that one yet? More than a few. (laughs) (laughs) But then the exciting thing about that is that like, for example, this week and that happened two or three times. And so, uh, all I said was just like, you know, I, I have a feeling that it's, it's probably not the the camera. It might've just been a loading issue. So Uh go ahead and, you know, whenever you get the chance, come on in and I'll, I'll sit down with you and we'll take a look at, at, at the camera to see what the what the issue is a couple of times it has been an issue of um you know camera malfunctioning but more times than not it's just somebody who either hasn't picked up a film camera in a while or just you know made a, a couple mistakes loading uh thought that the the film was on the you know the the take-up spool when it wasn't and so it's it's fun to sort of you know sit down with uh with somebody and walk them through you know, all of the, the basics because, you know, the same thing happened to me. So I've been in that exact position and the customer service that you can give uh, by saying like, yeah, okay, let's, let's go aside, you know, let's separate out this little section of counter space for just me and you to sit down and take a look at what's happening. Like oh, that yeah, never, yeah. It never happens at, at like, you know, some camera store that's just digital. If you come in and say like, oh, I don't know how to do something. 
Most of them right, right. just look at you with the just like, oh, why don't you just read the manual, you know? Or why, or why don't you just get a digital camera? <laughs> <In general. laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and as far as like, how's the scanning? Uh, is, is that something? Is that is that a separate process from the Fuji Frontier thing, or mixed in with that? Like, uh, it's all, different- I believe it's all kind of mixed in. Um, okay. I don't know exactly how it all works. I, I definitely want to, you know, spend some time in the in the back there. Maybe I'll kind of work my way up to a point of, of trust where, where Brady, the lab manager will, will allow me to do some things back there. But um, I'm definitely just curious to, to have a deeper understanding of how it works because, you know, all I know is that it, it goes in and it comes out magical and all the scans yeah. look amazing. <laughs> right. It's, right. Not, it's not cheap, but <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, are, do they do pretty high res res scans, or are they doing like the lower res type stuff? Or uh, if you, you just know? ask for for a base scan, I think uh, they scan to like three hundred DPI on a four by six print. So they're 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 not you know the the great. You can ask for for a better quality print. You can ask for however high you want it. Um, right. At right. a certain point, you know Brady, I know will will go ahead and do it himself on this you know crazy scanner that we have. But oh, no. uh, it's kind of just depending on on what you what you want done to it. You know, people who shoot a lot and they they do it semi uh, professionally, semi commercially here. I know just kind of get the the base scans to to see what's on the roll, and then whatever they want to you know print larger, get you know better quality. They they'll go ahead and and you know bring the the negatives back or. or just in a, in a print file sleeve with the ones that they want scanned uh, big, just circled in, in like whiteboard marker on the print file sleeve uh, and just be like, okay, get me something that I can print, I don't know, 11 by 14 uh, of this particular frame. Right. Nice. I always kind of wondered how, like, I, I'm really interested in this kind of behind the scenes lab stuff because I don't think most people get to hear about this kind of thing. And as you go forward with this, I'm definitely going to want to talk to you a little more about yeah, um, I'm learning every single day. So, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And uh, we we just hit the uh, 30 minute mark, which I start getting a little worried about how this thing is going to upload once we go too long with this Anchor app. Nothing against Anchor, but uh, so there's still another subject we want to get to, and we talked about it last time. We still haven't talked about single use cameras, which we were supposed to, but but we'll we'll have to shoot we'll shoot for that on the next time. But I do want to ask. Uh, um, uh, one thing, uh, the ham camera new box, it's uh, you got what a week or two left on the Kickstarter, is that right? Yeah, about yeah. So, how, how's it? How you feeling about that? Is it, is it, uh, um, I mean, obviously, it's been a, a raging success, but like, um, is there anything you want to say about uh, the last uh, the last push on this Kickstarter? Yeah, we're 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 trying. We just we we did you know finally break that that 20,000 uh mark. I'm pulling it up here, we're at 20,000. 178, uh, 214 proud backers of the box uh, and nine days to go. So uh, definitely, I mean, as with all uh, Kickstarters, the, the majority of your momentum is at the beginning and you, and you pick up the, uh, the stragglers and people that, that haven't found out about it or, you know, delayed uh, backing because of X, Y, Z reason. So we're, we're still pushing, um, still trying to uh, work with, with some other people to, to, get the word out, um, reach out to, to people who told us, you know, I really want to back, but, you know, I can't do it just yet. 
So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully we'll get to that, you know, 25,000 mark and we, we meet that, that stretch goal because at, at 25,000, uh, our stretch goal is to, um, ship with the, the camera, uh, a zine featuring the, the best images from the people in our developer preview program, which I think would be oh, great wow. for somebody. Yeah, because there's a limited amount of stuff just purely because of, of time that, uh, that Rob's been able to, to put out in terms of test images. Um, but also, I think that receiving the, the camera in June with a little zine uh, made up of pictures of every single, you know, different genre and different types of film from black and white to, you know, C41 and slide film and a box camera from people that, you know, a lot of people in this, uh, in this community will probably know. Uh, you know, uh, I think it would just be such a cool thing to, to open up the box and have that zine and be like, wow, before you even fire a shot, be like, okay, this is what it's capable with. Like, these are people that I know that have taken pictures with it and they look great. It's, it's going to be an inspiring thing if we can get to that 25,000. So uh, not that wow. many people I- that need to back in order to get us there. So, yeah, yeah. I hope you do. That would be, that would be awesome. It would actually be get you even more not that i mean anytime you get a new camera it's expect it's inspiring but that would even be more inspiring it's like all right i've got to i got to put this next up on the to-do list is take shots with this uh new camera. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh all right well andre thank you so much for coming on here uh and uh being the the official uh new newly newly minted guest host of the negative positives podcast and uh i want to do this more regularly anytime he has some time uh, particularly on Sunday night, it seems like a, a night that we can kind of get together and do this. But mm-hmm. anytime, anytime you have a Sunday open, I'd like to have you on because it makes my job so much easier. But uh, <laughs> well, next time I promise I'll, I'll let you talk more. I realized I was I was rambling. <laughs> no, trust me, I appreciate it, and I think my listeners appreciate it too. They're probably tired of hearing me ramble. Uh, uh, over my and stumble over words all the time, so uh, I think it'll uh, <laughs> I think it'll be a nice, refreshing breathe, uh, 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 like a, a a breath of fresh air has just entered the podcast. So I uh, appreciate it, but uh, but uh, all right, Andre, thank you very much, and uh, we will definitely be on here again soon. And uh, that's the end of this episode of the Negative Positives Podcast. Uh, Andre, where can people check you out? Uh, I mean, right now I'm not posting anything to be honest but if you want to take a look at some old old stuff uh head over to timelessstreets.com uh my instagram is a dominguez 64 uh once again don't expect anything new to be on there as i'm as i'm busy doing other things in the world of film but uh it'd be nice for for you to go in and take a look at that if you could sweet sweet and you can check out my photography at mike guckerman photography on facebook on Instagram at gutermanphoto. You can email me at guttermanphoto at gmail.com. Everybody stay positive. What's the next thing, Andre? Andre? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, uh, uh, take some cool film photos is what you were supposed take to say. Take some cool film photos. Do you say the same thing every time? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real fan. I'm not just a groupie. <laughs> so let's try this again right now. That pattern recognition. <laughs> Everybody stay positive. Keep shooting cool film pictures. <laughs>
Oh, yeah, and I'm sober. Jesus. <laughs> okay, I'll just, I'll just take some cool film photos. That was good. That was good. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you very much. And we'll see you very soon.